let's let's start and uh, hello welcome members member lisoma afternoon chair thank you afternoon thank you we are waiting for your flight to land from kzn <laughs> it has landed chair my apology sorry sorry for not waking up early mr singh comes from the same province as you, but he was early. No, he's so not you can earlier fight than me. No, I I'll, miss, I'll I miss him next time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> my, my flight was delayed. Uh, it was cancelled. It was cancelled due to the bad weather and it was super... <laughs> I miss that language. Especially from yeah. people yeah. that end. Just stop ah, that, that language. I don't miss it. I don't want to go back to that thing. Yeah. Uh, let us not even say anything. No, nothing. We shall remain silent for now. Okay. Honorable members, you are all welcome. I'm going to request Cindy later on just to do the roll call and and uh, check who is present. I also want to welcome um, members from the executive. Member Mem Chawa is here, Ms. Chawa. Yes, Chairperson, we are with Thank you. Uh, I don't know if we'll also have time for you to introduce who is there with you. But uh, I hope we'll just have a very short meeting. The agenda is straightforward. We are only meeting here to deal with only one agenda item, which is the briefing on Parliament's performance in the fourth quarter, 2019-2020. Uh, if we can get members, please, moving for the adoption of the agenda so that we can then move with the second item on the agenda. Vashangu is moving. Yeah, person. Hello. Julius here. Yeah. Oh, Julius, welcome. Thank you, Chairperson. <laughs> Chairperson, I just wanted to note in that we, we, on the agenda item, adoption of the agenda, uh, the attendance, uh, Honorable Brother said, um, there's another meeting at this stage, I don't know why it was double booked. So ours was booked before that. But there is another meeting with um, uh, at the same time. So apologies. Okay. okay. Um, we'll deal with apologies now. I'm going to ask uh, Cindy to do that. Thank you, members. We're in agreement that um, we have the agenda has been adopted. Can we now deal with? Yes. Can we now deal with the? Apologies, Cindy. Can you lead us on that? Good afternoon, Chairperson and members. Um, yes, we've received apologies from from members. Hi, Member Marshall, Mr. Sheikh Imam, Mr. Hadebe, Mr. Brotisef, Mr. Bolitsane, and um, Ms. Mazone declined the invitation. So the only members we have present at the moment are Ms. Mabe, Ms. Mashangu, Mr. Singh, Mr. Julius, and Melisoma. All right. No, that's fine. Thank you. Um, members, without any waste of time, I want to invite uh, Ms. 
Jawa to take us through the presentation, but also congratulate Parliament for having hosted a successful uh, Parliament meeting yesterday where we had more than 300 members who logged in. Um, I'm speaking under corrections, but it was over 300 members who participated in that meeting. It was a success. Uh, indeed, uh, we have committed uh, IT section. It has proven that uh, they are skilled. And uh, now we are moving towards maybe permanently hosting our meetings with Zoom. Um, coupled to that, also congratulate Parliament for also being able to host more than 200 committee meetings. Uh, I know that there are also other site meetings, but so far in record, we have more than 200 committee meetings that have been recorded, that have been run uh, successfully. The fourth quarter report will lay a foundation for us uh, to know the future plans, uh, the planning of parliament as to how are we going to then moving forward, going to conduct part parliament activities, uh, the budgets, alterations, if there are any, and what type of support that they would need from the committee. So, Ma'am Jawa, I'm not sure if there is any member of the executive who is present in this meeting. If not, can we also get their apologies maybe before we start with the meeting and reasons for them not being able to be part of this meeting? Over to you, Co-Chairperson Masangu. Um, she's also in this meeting. She's not well, but I also want to welcome you and thank you that for agreeing that uh, that uh, you will join the meeting even though you're not feeling well so just just hang in there it's fine don't Thank don't you. switch off please just be with us because we need at least five members to be in this meeting uh, we note that you're not well we thank you for the sacrifice member jawa i'll be here okay sure ma'am jawa Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. Um, thank you, um, Honourable Members. Thank you, Chairperson Matlango and Chairperson Mabe. Um, the first thing is that the Executive Authority is very aware that they'll be engaging with the committee quite soon. And I do know that a letter is being written to yourselves to work around the logistics as well as the time for them engaging with the committee. So I wish to say that there is going to be a formal correspondence coming to the executive authorities soon if uh, Cindy hasn't received it. And that is their feedback from them. Indeed, they will be engaging with the committee um, co-chairpersons. Having said that, I do have uh, managers who are on the platform, uh, the normal ones. I've got my CFO also on here. I am going to ask the members that instead of us going line by line, slide by slide, I just give the gist of the performance. This is the performance of parliament in the fourth quarter. So it finishes the, the, the year that has gone past in terms of the financial year. Uh, you will see that it goes up until the performance up to the 31st of March. This will then constitute a whole annual report for the past current past financial year. So I ask that uh, the presentation be put on the screen so that we share the screen and um, I will not necessarily go line by line on the presentation. Thank you, um, co-chairs. 
And the first um, just explains that we had 15 of the 16 indicators on the quarter of the fourth quarter targets, and then 13 of the of that 15 indicators applicable indicators for the quarter of the targets. The targets for the quarter. That's that's what we're reporting on. Um, when we look at general's um, performance on this in this quarter. Uh, Parliament is sitting at 86.7. Remember, for us to have an annual annual um, report, we're going to take all the performance across the four quarters and provide that in an annual report. And then you will see the general performance of, of Parliament with regard to the APP that has just ended. Can I go to the next slide? Um, this is not clear, Cindy. Uh, that slide shows uh, the various charters that we set with service or the charters that we present against the service level charter, if I were to say. The only anomaly here, or what I can flag, is the red, which shows uh, targets that were not met, and we did actually report on that in the past. And then, of course, strategic objective 1.3, it's about the fact that there were no programs of training that happened in the fourth quarter. So that is why we have that uh, gray area, which shows that there wasn't any. So green will be the target met, and then red will be the target that's not met, and then the target that's not applicable for that quarter. Can we move on? Um, this is a summary that I've spoken to. Um, fourth quarter, we're sitting at 86.7, and the breakdown is as, as outlined there on the slide. Can you move on? With respect to the budget, honorable members, we have, go back to pie chart. With respect to, the, to that pie chart, all we've given to you, it's just an illustration of how the budget is allocated as per the programs. And I must say right up front that there isn't any anomalies in the finances, but obviously I will hear from the members if they want to ask any questions. Can we move on? That is the breakdown of the budget as appropriated according to the various programs. Um, initially, we had a discussion, a, a report where we're talking about associated services having overspent, but that area we have addressed because we've been able to move some uh, budget in unspent budget in some areas as for environment through the executive authority and got that settled. So our books will not necessarily show any over expenditure in that area because we've been able to settle it. Can you move on? This slide just provides members with the, the notes for the budget. And it is in these slides maybe where you would want to pick up a few things you would like to discuss. The only highlight I can talk about is that of the associated services, where we are sitting at an expenditure of 101%. Um, but I'm, like I'm saying that those are areas that we are addressing. And uh, the associated services, we have said to yourselves um, that there was over-expenditure regarding the, the permit, I think. Uh, but I'm sure CFO can clarify if I'm not accurately representing that uh, over-expenditure. It's minimal. And as I say, there is nothing untoward. Can we move on? Cindy, move the slide. Um, further to that, um, we have already no. Cindy, I don't know where you've gone. 
should be run back. And um, Cindy, I think you've got. Can we go to the slide before this one? I think you've gone right to the top. Yes. Oh, yeah, that one. This is a capturing of the direct charges, as explained to honourable members. And then this next slide. Cindy, can you share the slide properly? Yeah. Um, on our members, this is a normal classification, economic classification that we share with yourselves. It shows the transfer payments. It shows the capital expenditure. Um, it shows the uh, members' costs towards members, compensation of members. And you see the bulk, there is compensation of employees. That is the salaries towards which, against which we pay our, our staff. Then we've got goods and services. This is just a breakdown, a pie chart that shows you the breakdown of the budget as we receive it. Nothing untoward, nothing new. And um, the following is the various um, categories of classification as appropriated. We show you the compensation of members. We show you the compensation of employees. Obviously, those areas are uh, consumed as per, uh, as per the allocations. Uh, goods and services and transfers. Um, and there is nothing untoward except for um, I think at the end we will talk about the the amount of money that we still are expecting we should receive. I hope uh, CFO can talk about that. Should receive with respect to payment of of um, of loss of office by members, um, an amount that we exceeded and we did not get uh, all of that from Treasury. Uh, I don't think we have any hope of getting any of that difference. That's a direct charge. But uh, we carry that as a debt in our books. Can we move on? Cindy? Can we move on? Um, those are the footnotes um, that explained the budget. Um, they're not, it's quite fuzzy on my side, but those are the footnotes and it does actually, or explanatory notes to the budget, it sort of explains exactly some of the things that we are flagging. Nothing untoward um, as far as we are concerned, except for the issues that I've mentioned now. All right. Can we move on, Cindy? Um, the, the rest of the, pro, the, the presentation is going to show you the various, um, the various performance against a program. And it outlines the, the report as I've, as I've indicated. So we have program one, which um, that's better. The, the slides are quite fast when they come up. We have program one, which had total of four indicators met three targets and except for one. So, and we have explained it earlier on. Can we move on? Then there we actually explain what it is. Um, it's the number of analytical reports by the PBO. I must say, honorable members, in the coming APP, we will not be reporting on the PBO, as I've said, uh, primarily because the PBO will be reporting for their, on their own work um, in light of the act that establishes them. They do not belong to administration of parliament anymore, except for the fact that we still have a transfer of budget to them. On program two, we are showing you that, which um, is reflected with respect to the targets met and the 
The targets not met, and we've explained exactly what these were. Turnaround time, um, where we were measuring the days, um, and then whilst there had been delivery of that, that service, however, the timing of a turnaround of eight days was not necessarily done. That doesn't mean work was not done. So if a target in that area is, met, is not met, it, it can never be met later on. Can you move on? Um, similarly here, nothing untoward. I will not waste your time on that. Can we move on? We've met that target. And that is a breakdown of the financial performance per division. Um, honorable members can raise questions. There's basically nothing untoward on, that, on those figures. However, we can actually um, respond to questions if necessary. Can we move? The next one, explanatory notes as we've always presented them. And um, I, uh, I think there is nothing, um, no red flags there, um, except for certain times, certain point in time, we had to be shifting budget around in terms of the expenditures of certain offices in relation to what they needed at that point in time. Can we move? Um, goods and services and capital expenditure, we show no untoward patterns of, of uh, finances there, and there's nothing to really worry about. Can we move? Program on administration, 100%, um, meaning that all they had um, was one program that was set. And then, of course, the other program was not implemented primarily because of the election period. Uh, therefore, and it, it was not applicable, actually, let me not say not met, it was not applicable as it says that the program of induction of members was not scheduled for the fourth quarter. Therefore, we have nothing to report on that one. Go on. Um, we've, we, in that, that's just a straightforward explanation. The target met on, on the fourth quarter, that one target was met as indicated in the, in the APP. The following is also a breakdown of the financial performance of the divisions. Um, honorable members, I will move on quickly on that. You will ask us questions if there are certain figures that do not look correct. And as well as the notes thereof, you will ask us questions on what is not expressed correctly. We can go back to that. Can we move on? Um, on program three, in terms of core, core business, we provide you a report that shows all the targets, uh, total of targets met, and that's sitting at 100%, nothing and no target is not being met. In this area, we provide you with a service charter with the sub-indicators, sub which uh, measures the, deliveries, the delivery levels of that um, core business. And that cuts across your reports on legal advice, research, policy advice, uh, translations, and um, papers, um, house papers, I'm sorry. Um, and that's how we measure that. Like I say, currently we're measuring the turnaround time. That's a matter that the committee would want maybe to discuss later on. Can we move on? Right, Sunny? Breakdown, we're giving you a breakdown here of how we've measured some of those um, um, strategic objectives and the indicators thereof, and we provide you the actual performance um, nothing unto what, actually some of those areas of performance have exceeded positively their performance targets. Can we go on? 
Under that program, we provide you with the financial performance per division. And um, I, 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 maybe I should emphasize that the first column, as the, I think, committee did ask that, can we give you, we should provide you the TAM expenditure versus the annual expenditure to date. And that's what we, we are providing you there. So that you can have a match of whether what was projected was spent, if it wasn't spent, what was the variance, and that table shows that. And then we obviously cross-tabulate um, against the annual allocations of each of those programs. And at the end, we actually note, note if there are percentages that are exceeding the projections and percentages that are exceeding the expenditure. That's what the table explains. Let's move on. Um, the footnotes, that's the budget notes, give an explanation of uh, where the budget has gone um, as allocated and if there are any other expenditure or expenditures there. Can we move on? Even coming to program four, which is uh, largely this is a program that pertains or contains a lot of um, annual, annual targets. In this case, we are presenting again that at least this, the whole program uh, has, has performed at 80%, and we will explain some of the unmet targets and as we go on with the presentation. Um, largely, this is an area we're using surveys that are annual, and we are presenting to yourself that we, in this area of cleanse inspection, we've exceeded by 1.8%, obviously statistically not significant until it's 5% and above. However, uh, we do exceed the target that was met, though, though albeit low. Um, can we move on? Uh, in terms of the population who are aware of uh, business of parliament, that uh, has dropped to minus 4%. And we, we do say that uh, this, this actually uh, survey talks on the levels of awareness um, of, of the public on the work of parliament. It's an area that uh, we have changed the, the index, what they call the, the measurement index. And we can tell you that those who may know parliament a little are excluded. It's got, it's, the index has got five levels. So we will ask, do you know about parliament? How much do you know well? Do you know very well? Or do you know fairly well? What we have decided, we have excluded a category that says you know little about it, primarily because research is meant for us to strategize. So if people say they know little about, or they had little about parliament, or they know little about the work of parliament, our work is to develop strategies that say, how do we then address those who say they know little, because we want them to know more. The, the disadvantage of including that figure into your average target is because you are overclaiming, because those who say they know little, they may, not, not, they may not necessarily be interested in knowing. The idea is the research will tell you when people know little, and then you strategize and stratify your audience. So what am I saying? This output is the type of output that would assist us with defining our, our, our clients, defining our targets, and doing target, uh, population stratification, where we're able to target people who say we know little about the work of parliament, and therefore, we then have a strategy to say, are, are those younger people, are those older people, are those people we can influence, are those people who are not able to access parliament, who are they and where are they? 
And that's exactly the value of such um, a research. It doesn't tell us what we know, it tells us what we don't know. Can we move on? So, Tini, go on. The, otherwise, with respect to the ICT and universal access, um, the report on uh, how they've met their target indicates a variance of a positive variance of 5.5.3, meaning that there's been quite a lot of positivity in terms of their ability to offer services, to automate, to automate some of the systems that are in Parliament. And I think members have acknowledged that uh, there the fact that we're able to, to have about 200 virtual meetings and the first hybrid sitting in Parliament shows the improvement that we are doing around ICTs and how they can enable the business of Parliament. And um, that area will continue to be targeted and to be measured and improved on with the input that we receive from members. Can we move on? Can we move the slide, please? Um, I won't say much on that because these are all high in negative, positive indicators and they actually show that we, we have met the target and, and exceeded somewhere quite exceedingly, somewhere quite minimally. Um, in that program, we'll give you a breakdown of the costs and uh, the budget um, as per the offices or as per the, as, as per the sub programs or divisions. Um, I, might, I must say, honourable members, there is nothing untoward, and um, I'm sure the CFO can confirm. Um, the only unexpected that we're going to experience is that of vacancies and um, areas where we're not being able to, to spend, um, particularly with, um, yeah, with the filling of the positions, and, and we will see where the underspending is later on. Can we move on? Thanks, Anid. Move on the slide. Um, those are explanatory notes, nothing untoward, and I am not going to waste your time. Even that too, uh, nothing untoward. Um, can we go on? Associated services. Um, Honourable members, this is one area where we are not going to put in an APP target because it's it's really a, a, a shall I say, trans it's a transactional uh, process, uh, money in, money out. So. Uh, we, we just feel that it's, um, it's an area that we would, may not want to project it like this in, into the future. Um, it will sit, I'm not saying we're going to lose it, it will sit in the level of the operational plan for that area because it's equally important for us to meet certain targets when paying out members' claims. So all I'm saying is it will not be elevated into the next APP in the, in the, in the following year, uh, as in like this year, next year, 2021, going forward. Shall we go on? Um, that's a breakdown of members' facility transfer to political parties. And then, of course, we provide you with the economic classification, um, goods and services. There's, these are members' entitlements. And we've got a CAPEX and transfer payments as, as, as articulated on the slide. Can we move on? Um, those are the Budget footnotes, um, just explanatory notes that provide members with more information on what the figures mean. Um, I cannot think of anything that is jarringly concerning except for what we have been um, telling you about the inefficiencies or the, inef 
the inability of national treasury to provide us 100% of the amount of money that we spent on the loss of gratuity payments, which we had not planned for. Can we move on? I think we're towards the end. Then we have obviously the notes, direct charges, um, compensation of members. That's that's the spending that we're showing you. And of course, loss of office gratuity, I've spoken about it. Um, and of, and um, yeah, there's basically an over expenditure, like, like we said, of the one million. Um, and we are seeing that it will be indicated in our financials, but CFO can brief members on um, what we're trying to do to, uh, to address those matters. Shall we move on? Thank you. I think that was the last slide, uh, Chairperson. Um, honorable Chair and Honorable Members, thank you indeed for, for listening. Chair, I'm, I'm done, thank you. Thank you very much, Ma, for a detailed, comprehensive uh, presentation. We we thank you for that. Um, members, are you still present? Let me see who's here. Yes, we are. We are chair. Okay. All right. Thursday afternoon, we're still present. <laughs> All right. Sing for I'm questions. Going... No, our hands are up on through the app chair. Yeah, I'm going to request that we raise our hands. Uh, I can only see one hand. One <laughs> hearing. Um, just a comment from me. In fact, it's not a comment, it's a question. On slide two. Oh my God. Slide two. Can we go back to slide two, Cindy? Yeah, the the section on slide two on yeah this one the what is this performance by strategic objectives and indicators the population. The percentage of population on who are population who are aware of the business of parliament. Are you with me, ma'am? Jawa? Yes, person, I can hear you. Yeah, sure. No, I wanted to say that let's let's quickly go through that. The population who are aware of the business of parliament. Uh, since the sixth parliament has uh, identified uh, strengthening of oversight and accountability as their critical priority. And also given the current situation whereby uh, it's, it can't be business as usual, uh, people have to provide or use other means of 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 uh, relating to parliament let me just be specific to to parliament um we 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 need to improve on that uh, if we have not met that target when things were normal under these circumstances how are we going to meet that uh, that 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 target 
because we have our channel being televised on channel 408. Uh, if you are not connected to DS, DS, DSTV, is that how they call it? DSTV. Yes. You can. There is no way that you'll be able to access uh, full uh, parliament activities. The only time when our people are being given a chance to view what has happened in parliament, it is through a program called View from the House which normally comes immediately after morning live. And when you listen to that channel, it runs for 30 minutes and it will not give you the detailed content of what really transpired in parliament. So I'm saying that um, our people, majority of our people are still not connected with parliament. They don't know what is happening in parliament. So what are the possibilities of us improving specifically on this one, making sure that uh, during these difficult times, our people are not subjected to spending data or paying private institutions for them to get access to the parliament of the people. I'm going to pause there, pause there and recognize members who have raised their hands. Uh, still Mainali Soma, I don't see any other, let me check. Yeah, it's still Mainali Soma. Cindy, can you also help me? No, well, Julius, I can't see where I must raise my hand. Uh, <laughs> okay, Julius, I'm noting Mainali Soma. I'm going to Mainali Soma and followed by Honorable Julius. Thank you, Honourable. Afternoon, coaches, uh, and uh, speedy recovery, my Honourable Masang. Having said that, Chair, probably one must start by appreciating uh, the high-level presentation that you have been walked through by the acting secretary. Safe to say, probably, let me start by the point that you have raised, Chair, to say, uh, I will term it differently, to say citizenry education. Probably there's more that we need to do on that. Uh, for an example, picking up one activity on, 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 on that program is the public participation or stroke public hearings that I think there's more that needs to be, to be done so that there is a value for money in those uh, uh, processes. Uh, the, the, the second point, Chair, but this one is a clarity seeking and guidance because I might be wrong. I had the acting secretary says that the budget office, the parliamentary, the PPO, uh, counts somewhere. I, I, I thought that they also get the money or their budget from the parliament coffers, which is more from the reserves or probably savings, but I think the better way is the reserves. That's one. So I know that is, is being governed by the act, but I, I'm saying where does it actually account? Although we're dealing with the transfers. Thirdly, Chair, one appreciate the honesty in terms of the core business of uh, of, uh, of of Parliament in terms of uh, uh, of, of providing legal service and the research, which means that we it's a content driven, but also probably they need to look at the means for the this sixth term, the usefulness of the content that is being provided for members. 
so that they can do a robust and input in terms of legislation uh, formation or bills. Uh, because it cannot just be the turnaround, because it might be a, 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 not a user-friendly information for members to comprehend so that they can input or also take decisions on it. So it cannot, because the turnaround is easy to measure. But the quality assurance and the standards and all that, and also how do you measure that? I think there's more work that needs to be done. I'm suggesting appreciating the performance in the same breath, but also, Chair, which would be my second last point, is to say I'm looking forward to where we will engage with the EAs as well. For an example, in relation to the vacant uh, unfilled post, to have an appreciation of the program plan status, where is it now? And when do we envisage those posts are going to be filled? Uh, what else? Other than that, I'll come back, Chair. Uh, but uh, other than that, we really appreciate that because the other issues, we raised them last time, like the other project that Parliament at this level of this committee must look at is the issue of the, the face of Parliament as it were, because currently we've got the NCOP chair and the speaker of NA. So those are the things that probably moving forward also must know. I'm quite aware that that one is more of a political issue. Hence, from my point of looking forward to in, with our engagement with the EAs would be helpful from my side. Thank you very much, Chair, for the opportunity. Mr. C? Oh, no, no. Julius first. Mr. Julius? Thank you. Thank you, uh, Co-Chair. Uh, just two issues from my side. Um, also on the awareness um, of Parliament now, it, it dropped by 4% from 27% to 23%. Now, my, my immediate question is, how does awareness drop? People are either aware this year, it's not that next year they won't be aware of Parliament. They just need an explanation of this. Because maybe our measure, our measure to, to find out um, uh, this um, um, awareness of parliament to measure the outcome. Maybe that's misdirected. Maybe the, the, the survey, uh, the questions in the survey might not be correct to get the right outcome. Um, I think we should look at other ways also to or other measures to get the result here. Um, and not only surveys, because if you look at surveys, it's, it's, it's a, a scientific tool that has a lot of benefits, but also can be also be misdirected um, in this instance. So I just need some explanation as to how is it possible that it dropped? Um, the target was 29%. We were on 27%. We dropped to 23%. How, how is it? Does it make sense? I can't find the sense in that. The second one, Chairperson, is um, just linking to, to my issue of last time. Um, if you look at all our core programs, um, I don't see how they impact on poverty, unemployment, and inequality. So maybe, you know, our, our main aim of Parliament, our goal of this committee, this department, Parliament itself, is misdirected and seen as the whole parliament, you know, our whole uh, parliament as South African parliament and what it does to people inclusive of all other departments. 
And that might be misdirected. We should stick to our core functions and have our goal in our core programs that we have in this committee. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Mr. Singh. Mr. Singh? Sorry, ma'am. Sorry, ma'am. Sorry, ma'am. Sorry. I'm very sorry. Uh, I think just like Honorable Julius, the uh, our task part doesn't have the the raise your hand. It was there yesterday, but it's not there today. Uh, but in any case, thank you very much, and thank you for the presentation. Uh, I think Honorable, uh, uh, with regards to awareness, I think many people are aware now of Parliament because many are criticizing us for not working. They think we are loafing. And yet, Honorable Chairperson, you said we had 200 meetings already dealing with issues of the public. And uh, there has been oversight over the executive. But yet you find some of our own colleagues uh, and some political parties say, well, there's been no oversight. Uh, what we are doing today is oversight. Uh, but having said that, uh, let me move to Honorable Lesoma and the issue she raised about vacancies. I'd just like to know, because there's been an underspend, I'd like to know uh, which are the components where vacancies occur. Is it in the legal services? Is it in, uh, uh, you know, which, which uh, particular components and uh, uh, of that? Then the uh, CAPEX. I know there's also been some underspend on CAPEX. Uh, I'd like to see when we get back to Parliament, I don't know when that is, that the work in the National Assembly, I mean the old Assembly area has been completed. I know it's a public works uh, project, but maybe they can give us a briefing on that. The Honourable, um, uh, the ASTP didn't sound very confident when she spoke about the engagement with Treasury on the 66.7 million. Perhaps she can expand. Uh, the other question would relate to, has the ASTP and her colleagues started working on what savings we would have made in the last two months? Because there would obviously be savings, we haven't been spending on money, on traveling, etc. Vis-a-vis the additional requirements as a result of COVID. And the last one is the 150% spend in the fourth quarter on members' facilities. We might have underspent before, and this compensates it, but I'd just like an explanation on that. Thank you very much, Jefferson. Okay. Mali Soma, I see your hand is still up. Member Lisoma? Yes, Chair, my apology. I just omitted one point. Thank you for the opportunity uh, once more. You are very kind. Safe to say, if the acting secretary can respond in terms of the tools of trade, in especially in this period of COVID-19, they are unable, executive secretaries in particular, they are unable to work outside parliament. Has it been looked at and other support staff in terms of the portfolio committees and the issue of data and all those related issues? Because that one is a, is a business unusual that we need to respond with speed which has got nothing to do with what is presented, but I'm saying probably if she can talk to that as well, they might have looked at it. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Uh, before I hand over to Mem Jawadi, 
issue in relation to the program in relation to institutions supporting democracy. That target has never been met. Can we also be given reasons for never uh, attempting to do any work in relation to to that target? Uh, what are the hindrances and also a committed a commitment that uh, in your next uh, report we will get some uh, positive uh, report regarding this this target. Members, is there any member who would want to raise an issue? My Lesoma, your hand is still up. Okay, it's it's Manish. your your, your hand now. Disappeared. Uh, you can speak. I don't know who's that. Speak, speak, member. Speak. Yes. Yes. Welcome. Yes. Uh, Welcome. 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 Speak. Yes. Uh, Honorable Chair, uh, my apology for arriving late. Uh, we received your apology. Let, your member, we received your apology. You may speak. Yes. Let me hastily uh, acknowledge and appreciate the report uh, given to this committee by the acting secretary. <clears throat> My point is just one, uh, Chair. There's, a, there's an echo. Uh, do you mind maybe switching off your cell phone? Okay. Uh, and other devices around you. Julius, can you switch off your microphone? I'm sure that you can do, Julius. Is My mic was off the whole time, Chair. Switch it Is off it now. Is it switch it off now, Julius. Yeah, now you are better. You are you, you are audible now. Okay, member Taiso. Yes, I was saying, Chair, uh, my, I just want to raise one point. Uh, maybe look uh, moving forward, uh, I don't see the uh, the Africa agenda in, in, in as far as the, the strategic uh, plan is concerned. Maybe moving forward because a basis was set uh, about the role of uh, ourselves in Africa. <clears throat> uh, so we need to advance that uh, through the work of parliament and, and demonstrate that. Uh, I'm referring to actually the work of international. So our st the strategy plan needs at least moving forward. We need to fast track and locate uh, that very strategic task that as a parliament, we need to advance that work of international to advance the agenda which was set by Nkwame uh, Nkurume uh, and the work that was done by the previous chair of uh, African Union, Kosas and Adamini Zuma. So there's a whole lot that at least we, as a parliament, we can uh, uh, make sure that that work is being advanced and broadened and being taken into as a parliamentary program that must advance it. Thank you very much, uh, Chair. Thank you, Mr. Kaiso. Um, over to you, Mem Jawa. Thank you so much, um, Chairperson. I will obviously share some of the questions and answers with um, CFO and other colleagues. But starting from the top, 
Um, there's a question on the percentage of population, and I think it also talks about the platforms that we're using. I can safely say we are aware of the impact that COVID has got on the people of the country and that our methodologies might not necessarily reach everybody. And um, hence, when I was saying the, the benefit of service is it assists to strategize. So currently what, public, what um, parliamentary communication services are doing is developing a strategy. And in part of that strategy is we're going to link up with about 250 community radio stations. And these radio stations, we're going to we're facilitating that we use the Centec. And once we actually are able to connect with those, those uh, radio stations, it will be platforms for a lot of members to use to communicate the work of parliament. So that on its own will address the exclusivity, correctly put, ma'am, of the DSTV. Um, and in, um, if you have 250 radio stations, you're likely to reach about 11 million people. And then if you add on the African language stations that are the third of all the 11 languages, Ukozi on its own has got about 13 million listenership. So there's a lot that uh, PCS under Division Manager Muloto is looking at to, tr to change the strategy of communication so that we don't depend and only on your YouTube. Our YouTube hits have increased quite extensively. Our Facebook has increased quite extensively. And um, as, as you may see that we, it, what this means is our communication strategy will have to change. Um, why minus 4%? We don't sample people that have been sampled. We don't resample the sample. But also what, what I was saying, if you go, if we share with you the Likert index, the Likert measurement, meaning that when they say, do you know about parliament? There's like those who know strongly, those who agree, those who are average, those who know little. What we did to get this to this minus four is precisely that we didn't add the figures into four. We didn't average four. We only averaged three data points, therefore the drop. And um, the, the advantage of doing like that is we don't want to perpetuate our own imagination that people know a lot about parliament. The work of parliament is continuous, has to continuously be profiled and be given to members to, to, to the 51 million um, population. So the, the truth of the matter is once you add those who know little, it distorts the real figures because those who know little might not be interested. So hence the minus four, it's precisely that we change the computation of the, the figure itself. We agree completely that the surveys are surveys. In between every quarter, we have to make sure that we collate information that allows us to understand whether people know and understand how to interface and interact with parliament, meaning that our public participation area has to be strengthened and we collect information uh, regularly. That we will, we were going to improve on once we refine the techniques of, of collating data and the techniques of getting inputs from even the members themselves assessing how people feel about the work they are doing. So it's something that will come into our next APP when we refine it and we are great as managers on how, what measurements do we put there and what targets do we put there. We're having a long conversation with core business around the type of targets that have to be put and how, how, how measurable would they be 
and who's going to be driving them and what modalities we should put in place to make sure that we also don't put into the APP targets that we are not able to measure properly. So that's the one. Um, Honorable Soma, you're talking oh. about citizens' education? Ma'am? Yes, ma'am. Hello. Can I, can I interrupt you? Yes, ma'am. Um, I think this question, it came out quite strongly. Uh, all members, before they could move to their second questions, they, they had a bite on this one. So I want us to single it out so that we all move in one understanding uh, of what is going to happen uh, going forward and also check if members are satisfied with the response that we have just uh, uh, given to them. My only concern is that you speak about other 11 radio stations, but you're not talking about our, our public broadcaster. Uh, how do we then take this to, in a simple language, SABC 1, 2, and 3? I think that's, that's the only broadcast that our people can access, of course, at a minimum fee of an annual fee that they pay as their TV licenses. And I can tell you, out of 58 million households, I mean, uh, pop, the, the population of a 58 million, each and every household, at least they are able to access SABC 1, 2, and 3. That's where we want Parliament to be. It should not be uh, in a, any channel where they are subjected to pay monthly subscription fees. Uh, we want you to expedite that. We want it as in yesterday that this should happen. Can, can we get what uh, other members are saying only on this issue so that um, we are able to, to move forward? You can speak, members. Taiso? Yes, Taiso? Sing. Kaiso Sing, you can Not speak on this I, matter. Yeah. Yes, uh, the population that uh, our population is such that it is of uh, that of a working class. And and if you recall that, we actually referring to people who are, uh, you know, who do not have sufficient resources who can be exposed to, you know, uh, advanced information, such as the one that is being dealt with at the parliamentary level. And therefore, when it comes to information, it is something that we have to handle it very diligently, such that each and every citizen is able to access the information and very cheap. So I want to uh, readily agree with what you propose in chair, uh, that the parliament has to, has to move with uh, speed to advance what what we are putting forward now for the acting secretary to to put uh, in future. Thank you very much. Chairperson, I I agree with you. I agree with you on the fact that uh, we can do much more with the public broadcaster uh, in terms of accessibility, but I'm also a bit concerned about the print media. Because we're only focusing on electronic media. What about print media, community newspapers, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. But some people still read newspapers in, in 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 the areas that they live in. Thank you. Chairperson, was I coming? Yes, come in. Okay, thank you so much. Oh um, no! Before you, before you respond, madam. Yes, ma'am. I see Member Kaiso's hand is still up. No, it's, so not, it's, not, it's not up. 
Okay. Julius, are you covered on this matter? Okay. You may come in, madam. Thank you so much. Um, thank you so much for, for the, for the, for the um, refinement of even more questions around this matter. Um, as, as I indicated, Chairperson, there's a, unfortunately, if one were to just dig into how in the past we, we would do communication, if, for instance, um, and which we should do, the Parliament Communication Service will develop this communication strategy. I have insisted many occasions, and we will do it, that we also have to do segmentation. When you do segmentation, you are able to say what population and who is listening to what and who's consuming what. So you can even have people who are consuming community media, such as the knock and drops um, segment, those who are consuming uh, community radio station media, and also who are, who are on private uh, your commercial radio stations. I agree completely. What, what needs to happen, which we have to do, is having an agreement with the SABC on scheduled programs that chairpersons of committees will use instead of just releasing the print, the, you know, the releases that each chairperson releases, uh, provides after every meeting. Those, are, those can be highlights that come from the committees. I'm just discussing detail here. However, I am saying that detail will have to be dealt with in a calm stretch with the, pub, with the parliamentary communication services. And in agreement, look at the various platform, your knock and drops, look at even the location, where's your knock and drop um, concentrated on, and look at the various um, African language stations. And uh, I think the the the, the the other one would be your, is it the DTT, the, the, the terrestrial stream of the SABC? Long and short, honorable members, under, under division manager Mulota, his strategy will look at exactly how we expand the access of the population to the information of parliament, Exclu not, not excluding, including and over and above the DSTV channel. I do also know that there's a whole project that our, our division manager working with other partners are trying to really, in the next three years, if one were to say, have a parliamentary broadcast studio. That will also catalyze. But for now, what is realistic is we will use the platforms of your community registrations. Like I say, that one is set, it's done. We've agreed with Center. We are going to provide a satellite to the community radio stations, and therefore we need to pump a lot of information on that, given the fact that public participation is going to be impacted quite adversely by COVID-19. So what am I saying? Our communication strategy, when evolved for the next term, must look at various platforms that will reach the maximum population of South Africa. The 51 million people must. And in that, we must actually provide segmentation, which we will share with the committee when we come back. Um, I think I've, I've, I've really covered that area, Honorable Chair. Is it okay to move on to the next? Move on, Madam. I think we have okay. addressed that. So, Honorable Suma, you, you raised quite an important thing too. I'll start off with an easiest one. Indeed, the PBO reports to, in terms of their, their amended act, they report to the Joint um, Standing Committee on Finance, the four chairpersons, which are 
an advisory council for them. But this is an office of the executive authority. So they report to the executive authority. So they will have their own APP. They will have their own targets. They will have their reporting in, in line with their targets and so on. Indeed, they do not have a dedicated vote. They get a transfer from parliament's baseline budget. Um, continuously, Honorable Singh has raised this. We've been submitting from the time I arrived in parliament from 2014, we've been submitting a request to fund this unfunded mandate. The PBO remains an unfunded mandate. On average, we just transfer from our baseline, which was never adjusted to include the PBO. Um, currently, we've also even had in our adjustment budget request, a PBO on it, we had OISD on it, we had the Treasury Office on it, we did not receive a, receive a cent. We even had the legislative sector on it requesting for budget. We didn't receive any cent from National Treasury. Um, I know in 2014, they were not going to touch us because we still have uh, reserved funds. Those parliament doesn't retain their funds when, when not used. We still had quite a big amount of money in our reserve funds that was sitting with parliament. And Treasury had said, until you exhaust those, will not revisit. But this is a this is crunch time, Chairperson. I do not see how we are going to get any other budget revision, baseline division, revision currently, given the daily problems in the country. However, PBO will report to, to that council. They will report to, to, to the executive authority. Parliament will still reflect them in our financials, obviously, because we will be carrying their budget. It's a transfer. Obviously, uh, the CFO reconciles backwards with all the reports, financial reports that they give. But as for their performance, their performance will be sent to the advisory committee and to the executive authority. Ma'am um, Lusuma, you spoke about usefulness of information. Um, we've, been, we've been managing reporting on turnaround time. I'm hearing you very clearly for you saying you now need us to present on usefulness of the support that we provide in you. And if you're saying so, you are then saying, when we come back, we need to show you how we're going to measure that usefulness, a, a thing that we haven't done. And this is the only trajectory, this is the only way we can move up so that members give us feedback on how they feel about the support that they, that they are receiving from us as as, as, as administration of parliament, because that usefulness will enable members to really effectively do their work. Yes, Honorable Suma, currently we are not having it. We are wanting, we want to have it. And you also, it is reflected in our, our APP going forward. The, the area of research committees, procedural colleagues in the core business, which we refer to here, has to work on the modalities of how we then test, how do we measure the usefulness thereof, and how do we receive feedback from yourselves who are the users of this information? Because if indeed we provide you information, but it not, it's not useful to you, it means we're disempowering you to exercise effective oversight. And that's my understanding of what you say. Then you also are talking about quality assurance. Yes, correct. Our division on SMG and, uh, and PM and strategy and management, strategy management and governance are the ones who are going to have to do almost, if you're talking quality assurance, we are then saying we should have 
some indices of this is what it means to produce a quality product. And that should be measured. And that's my understanding of what you are saying we should move to as administration of parliament. And I'll be corrected if I'm misunderstanding you. Currently, we are not doing it and we want to move to that direction. It's a lot of work that my, my managers in core business will have to sit down and digest exactly how they're going to craft that so that it's expressed in the APP, which we're going to have to report to you on a quarterly basis and annually in whichever form. But um, um, we take we take on board what you're saying. Laptops, we did quite a lot of extensive requests. The division managers indeed have done their work. Once COVID hit, we asked all the division managers to ask all the people who have to work and support committees to make sure that their at time, their bundles are actually augmented, increased, because we know that they have to do the work at home and away from the office. We are now in the process of purchasing some laptops, um, which we think um, are going to, are needed. In fact, in fact, if I were to say, if you think of uh, our, um, can I even say our chef, if we are to have a chef um, what ordering, they will need to do a whole range of ordering and everything else of the of the of the precinct and maybe deliver food differently. So there's a lot that COVID-19 has actually put on us and imposed on us. And I think we do as administration have to be agile and make sure that we really get out of our comfort zones and do the best we can in the worst of situations. And I'm telling you that at least with um, I'm informing you, Chairperson and Honourable Members, that I know that Ms. Beck has been able to um, address even Dr. Gabriel and all the other, I mean, even HR, can I just say all, all the division managers, they've addressed the needs of the, the, the staff and in, in, in a lot of effort put some systems around them to support them to do their work. We might be uh, limping here and there, but we definitely are. And where there are challenges, uh, colleagues are asked to talk to their division managers to uh, to highlight what is constraining for them not to deliver on their work. Um, I think in terms of awareness, Honourable Julius, I have addressed that um, on in addressing the minus 4%. Honourable Julius, even the last time you were talking to us, you spoke to us about the impact that Parliament has had to, must have on the reduction of poverty. And I do not know if I think members remember, we shared something we called a strategy map. And in it, at right at the top, we had what we thought would be the, or the targets or indicators for parliament. If the NDP says there's need for reduction of poverty, there's need for increase of employment, there's need for reduction of inequality, we said the way in which we, we're looking at that as administration, it is actually parliament members who have to set their targets to see if when they exercise oversight and intervene in how the budget is allocated and move budget from one department to the other because they don't meet delivery, you will then be driven by a key out um, impact, a target that says the impact of the work of parliament must be seen in the lives of the people changing. They can be seen by the reduction of the Gini coefficient towards zero meaning that inequality reduces, can be seen by reduction of income poverty. Um, so I said when we were presenting last time that we will use that as a to provide the baselines. However, those baselines cannot be dictated by, by us as an administration. 
FEMA has been agreed to by the members. So it is work that we will share with honorable members. And if it's agreed to, it is up to the honorable members to say how they're going to measure parliament. Would you want a tool like the Afrobarometer that assesses parliaments in the world, in, in, the, in the region and in the continent? It's an area of interest indeed, uh, Honorable Julius, but it's an area that has to be driven by members, not administration, on the basis of information that we can share with ourselves. Um, I, I will move on and ask CFO to deal with um, issues of budget, CFO, um, on um, the CAPEX, on the 66.7 million, on the savings uh, in light of uh, COVID, on the 150% of members, members, members uh, facilities usage. Um, so CFO can deal with those those points and then I'll come back to the to the OISD because I think I can explain that um, clearly, much clearer now. I will talk, I'll ask uh, CFO. Thanks, Edipin Good afternoon, honorable members. I think the first question I'll deal with is the overspending of 50% on uh, members' entitlements for the fourth quarter. As indicated by Honorable Singh, yes, it's correct that there was an overspending of 50% within on the fourth quarter. But but that overspending was offset by the underspending in the previous quarters. If you can check on the same line for the annual budget, the annual budget was 270.476 million and the spending is 270.960 million, which resulted in an overspending of only 214,000. One issue was the issue of the direct charges and engagement with national treasurer. It is correct that for the 2019-20 financial year, Parliament overspent by 21.4 million on direct charges, mainly on the payment of loss of office and exit graduate to members who didn't return after the 2019 general elections. We have written a letter to national treasurer for them to refund us the money. There won't be any problem because in terms of the Act, Section 23, if we overspend on direct charges, they have to refund us. The same way if we underspend, we send the money to the National Revenue Fund, so there won't be any problem on the, on the, on the refund. They will have to refund us. There was the question of the underspending on capital expenditure. Yes, it's correct, but I think the problem could be the timing differences. This report is on cash basis. Maybe the problem because these reports we normally submit to national treasury, which is still on the cash basis, but parliament's finances are done on the accrual basis. The 3.9, which you see there on capital expenditure, is not in fact underspending. Normally we buy computers once in a year. So for the 2019-20 financial year, computers were delivered very late in March. So by the end of March, those computers were not yet paid but they were paid in April. So when we do our financials, which will now be on a quad basis, that overspending will be gone. Uh, I think that's all I had to report on acting theater, unless I've left something. Thank you, um, CFO. And I, I, I think you've covered a lot. Um, the Honorable Maria was talking about the OISD not meeting the target. Um, can I just say, it's, it's what I was explaining. Actually, work was done in that era, completed. But because we were saying turnaround time for policy advice should be within seven days. The so seven days were not met, but 
Um, but the work was done, ma'am. So um, there, there's no need for, ver for, for us going back. It's, it's just a question that we come back to, whether we do want to bin count the days or we do want to ask a question that Honorable Suma has said, the usefulness of that information that was submitted, irrespective of when it, was, it happened. If it is a day later, maybe it was because of the complexity of the need. Therefore, there was no more need for research or more need for analysis so that what is produced has quality. Thanks, Chairperson. Um, the last point I thought, uh, Honorable Kaisa, you spoke about reporting on the African agenda and international relations. Indeed, um, if you look at our APP in the past, we were, there's a point where we're talking about tracking, tracking um, agreements, bilateral and multilateral agreements. However, I, I would like honorable member to just clarify a little bit or to say what would have been the expectations if we report under the international engagements um, of, uh, with respect to parliament, because we do sit in various bodies and we do influence motions and decisions that change the that changes the global agenda. Like, if we are to fight for the restructuring of the UN security, um, or change the composition of certain international um, bodies, um, maybe it would be good that we hear through your chair. Um, what is it that members would possibly love to 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 talk to see, or alternatively, before we do that, I could ask. Uh, um, a question as to what exactly was uh, Honorable Paisa uh, asking we should do so that I can answer correctly then mumble around. Thank you, Chairperson. Chairperson? Yeah, thank you, Chair. Oh. To you, Chairperson. Thanks. Mr. Chairperson, you may come in. Honorable yes, Paiso. Yes, I'm in. No, uh, Chair. Yes. Uh, yes, I'm in. No, I'm, I'm referring to, uh, you know, there are important activities that we we needed to put, uh, uh, you know, advance through the parliament. Uh, we have uh, working relations with some African countries, but there is a there is a whole lot of issues that are enshrined in the 2063 agenda. That is specifically that I'm referring to, to take forward. But that does not only need to be talked about uh, in a paper that we take note of that, but we must put them into our strategy as a parliament uh, to be advanced, you know. Uh, because it's not enough really to say we, we do have... Uh, uh, this and that, but there, there, there has to be a way that our parliament is then compelled to, you know, uh, advance that work through an activity through activities. So I think that's what I, I, I'm trying to explain uh, the issue of uh, making an example about 2063 agenda. Okay, um, I, I I understand. You honorable, um, I'm going to ask one of my division managers, Mr. Tumsani. I think Mr. Sitole, I think he is on here. He's um responsible for 
international relations. And um, maybe he can also share a view on how we can how we can start now thinking about um, that type of monitoring in that he's also responsible for the PGIR in, in Parliament, because that can inform how we, we craft that particular um, tracking of, of the activity of Parliament in uh, issues like your Agenda 2063, in the SDGs and so on. Mr. Stoller, do you want to come in? Chair, through you. Yes, ma'am. No, I, I see my, my manager is not there, he's not responding. So I, I will proceed uh, by saying, we take on board what the member is saying. What you're saying is that if we align our strategy with the Agenda 2063, which is what we say, NDP, which is what we say, SDGs, we must then find a way in which we articulate it in terms of the role of parliament in how you deliver on those uh, international agreements and international agendas that address poverty, that address uh, peace or stability in the continent and abroad, and all the platforms that we, we work on. And that's my understanding, Honorable Member. We'll take that on and uh, see how we craft it with the colleagues that are working on the, in that area. Thank you so much, Chen. Um, we finished with all the questions that were raised, Chairperson. Um, thanks also, Co-Chair. Over to you, Chairperson. I've finished with the matters that were raised. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Ms. Jawa. Members, we still have uh, time if you wish to make a follow-up question. My hand is up. Or follow -up. I'm noting seen. I'm noting member seen. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Chairperson, thank you for the answers. Uh, I, I think it would be important for us to impress upon the EAs that they need to have a meeting with Treasury at a political level so that we can try and resolve this impasse about this, uh, these funds that are still due to this vote. But uh, my question on the divisions in which vacancies occur, uh, I don't think uh, was answered. And I also would like to particularly know, Chairperson, whether or not, I mean, the posts have been frozen. What posts have been frozen and will they be unfrozen at some stage? Because I think it's important to know about the vacancies as well as which posts were frozen within the divisions. Thank you. Malisoma. Mainalisoma. Okay, it seems like we've lost Mali Soma. Member Sangu? It's hard to have a chair. He wants yeah, to chair. speak. Chairperson? Okay, Mali Soma. Mina, speak. Uh, uh, speak. Yeah. Unmute, unmute and speak, Maina. Uh, thank you, Chair. No, thank you. It's just that I, I had a connectivity challenge. Quickly, Chair, probably oh, sorry. to pick up from the... No, thanks so much, Chair, for the opportunity once more. Probably let me pick up from the point of your introductory remarks in terms of uh, 
appreciating the work that we have done in, around the visual meetings. To say, let's thank also the acting secretary and her team on that space because they played a, a crucial role to make sure that everything runs smoothly. Notwithstanding that, there are still areas of improvement. Safe to say, uh, I might have omitted that, but I think moving forward also, uh, her office must look at the relationship of the PCOs and parliament in terms of taking parliament to the people in terms of uh, public participation, as may you call it that way. I just wanted to raise that point. Thank you so very much, Chair. You have been very good. Thank you. Thank you. Who wants to speak? Anyone? Members? Okay, speak. Julius. I'm proposing closure, Chair. Ah, yeah, point of order. We didn't get the answers yet, Chair. <laughs> I'm, re I'm ready to answer, <laughs> to respond. <laughs> Chairperson, um, um, first I want to say thank you so much, um, Honorable uh, honorable members for the positive messages um, and the the genuine uh, criticisms that you post um, that are meant to to build us it's it's quite uh, affirming and nobody would have thought in this environment um, parliament could pull together what it did and um, also the two houses, Advocate Pindela and Mr. Caso, for working very hard, pulling together uh, their houses. Our work in Parliament is really meant to make sure that Parliament looks good. We are not the face of Parliament. You are the face of Parliament. And in whichever way, uh, we, we put a lot of effort in ensuring that um, you succeed. And uh, we really appreciate it when there's a lot of feedback that is positive that we pass on to staff um, because there's a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear. Yeah, so that even when we amongst ourselves as staff um, have sharp conversations, we should know that we're doing that to refine the way in which we support you. I honestly wish to express my personal gratitude to your support and generally to the feedback that we've been receiving throughout this time um, that is um, aimed at encouraging us and nothing more. On the issue of the uh, EA meeting with National Treasury, I agree with Honorable Singh. I think it's just that there was a, a meeting that was going to be held before COVID with um, Minister Titomboweni um, Minister uh, because the last time he came was really on it you know, touch base before he went into the house for a budget speech. And in that he did com commit to having a meeting. We as officials continue to have meetings and negotiate in the best manner possible. I must say that our relationship with the Treasury is, is really a good relationship with our, with our colleagues, um, our equals, and they do motivate the best men in the best manner possible for us. But I think it's, it's got to do with where the the country is. It's it's we at at a low ebb. We are at the lowest of anything else. So their discussion when it happens, which will happen, will be to look at forward looking to say how else can we improve. Even us within ourselves, members, 
I think the very budget we have, we really can try and re, you know, reorganize certain ways of, of using budget effectively. And um, the opportunity is now, I know there's a question that was raised, are we looking at the savings given the fact that there's COVID? Yes, we are. Are we looking at what we're going to do with those savings? First and foremost, we have to up our precinct because COVID is going to be with us forever. What members experienced yesterday of the screening, of having the doctor there, of having the, our wellness people issuing health, questionnaires, tracking, taking people who, who have symptoms to nearby hospitals, Hortus, Chris Barnard, and Cape Town MediHealth, that capacity needs to be funded. The area of ICT improvement uh, needs to be funded. So we are going to be looking at the savings uh, up to date and budget that will not be used and reorganize it so that it focuses on CAPEX. CAPEX ICT did not have uh, enough CAPEX at all, you know, and they have been asking for CAPEX for quite a long time uh, to try and improve our whole connectivity and our whole ICT infrastructure. And this is the time that we should do that. And we will definitely do that. Um, we will be getting guidance from the executive authority to present the unspent and make proposals on where this can be invested to improve and have a better functioning parliament beyond what we have tried to do. And then on the vacancies, Honourable Singh, yes, we will provide you. It wasn't in this report. We will provide the committee with the vacancies. We'll also provide you with the status of recruitment. As I said, that the position of the secretary um, is also the work of the executive authority, but we facilitate the process. Even that process was facilitated it's at a point where, as a result of COVID, sort of things just got got un, un, um, got stuck there, and we have to revisit it. There, there are positions that are vacant. We don't have our chief audit executive re resigned. We have a chief audit executive uh, acting. So internal, I'm talking about the internal audit. So we have positions CFO we have not completed. We've got an acting one. So there's a number of senior positions that we do need to fill that are very important for us for compliance and for us to go on. We have filled the CIO position. However, we will bring you uh, the, the status of HR report. Mr. Mokonyano will provide you with that. And also the critical positions that we were in the middle of completing. We are trying now to work around virtual meetings, virtual interviews, because we, we thought by now would have, there are certain interviews that we postponed. We thought by now would have been able to do so, but we can't, we don't know. We have to find a way of completing those that were already out, but we'll provide you the report, um, uh, honorable members. And we appreciate indeed your guidance as always, your questions, and um, we just can do better. Um, and Chaperson, thank you very much. Um, I'm, I'm finished from my side with my colleagues. Thanks, over to you. Thank you very much, Acting Secretary. Um, as members of parliament, members of this committee, we want a parliament to reflect high quality of standards. We want to urge you again that uh, you uphold the, the strengthening of oversight and accountability and accessibility. I think that was the core, uh, that was in the main, what was reported in the fourth uh, quarterly report. Um, we will now go back. 
draft reports and go in parliament, I think we'll still use the same method of debating further to what you have uh, presented to us. Of course, uh, in our different caucuses, this might be accepted in different spirits. Others would agree that you're on the right track. Others would would definitely have a different view. Uh, but we want to thank you for your commitment and the overall support that you have continued to give in various committees in making sure that uh, the, there is life in parliament, uh, the executive is being held accountable. To the members of the portfolio committee, thank you very much for your patience and your cooperation. Uh, in this committee, we, it has never been about politics. We always come in one spirit and able to hold the executive accountable. I want to thank you very much for your cooperation. To my co-chair, Speedy Recovery, thank you very much for your commitment as well. I understand that uh, you are not well, but you, you stayed with us throughout the meeting. Thank you very much. Members and members of the executive, the meeting is officially adjourned. To our staff, uh, researchers, and Mem Baile, we thank you very much for your support as well. And the content advisor, you always come through for us. We missed our meeting where you normally give us a briefing notes. Maybe in the next uh, meeting, Mr. Singh, we should find a way of trying to organize ourselves better. Uh, but without that meeting as well, we I think we did well. So thank you very thank much. Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you, Chair. Thank you so much, Matt. Okay. We may exit now. Thank you. The meeting is closed. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you thank you.